G'day and welcome back to the My Peak Podcast. Thank you for joining us today on your holistic development journey here with the great man, Geordie Brown. How are you, Brown Dog? G'day, Cameron. G'day, everyone. And thank you for joining us for another episode. We love having you here, ready to learn, ready to improve, and ready to find results. Awesome. So exciting topic today. We're going to delve into communication. Much like last week, we're going to have the same kind of structure. We're going to give you the what, the why, and the how you can develop better communication both on and off the cricket field. Practical episode today. Communication is just the biggest part of our life. It's what we do day to day with everyone around us, whether that be our team, our family, our friends. So hopefully you're leaving today's episode with a bit more awareness on how you're communicating and how you can better communicate. Yeah, so what is communication? Well, by definition, communication is the imparting or exchanging of information by speaking, writing, or using other mediums. So essentially, it's whatever's in our minds, it's how we get that information to other people, or it's how we can interact in a social environment or a social setting as well. Super important. I think I often have conversations where someone will try and repeat what I've said, or they say, do you mean this? I'm like, well, no, I don't mean that at all. And I think that's where we can take some responsibility and say we need to better our communication skills. What we're trying to get across is only as effective as the way we communicate it. So today, hopefully, you'll leave with some of the other mediums we're going to be talking about and implement these in your day-to-day conversations, team environments, family environments, and hopefully for everyone involved, the communication and the outcome is going to be way better. Yeah, get everyone together on the same page. So that takes us straight into our why. So few reasons why we think communication is very important. The first one we're going to unpack is relationships. So essentially, we're trying to get to know other people, the people around us on a deeper level, broaden our connection, um, go beyond sort of the day-to-day conversations Mm. you have with people and try and get to know people on a deeper level. Yeah, it's an excellent one. We want to try and get to know people's values. We want to dive into having deeper connections so we can be more meaningful in our conversation, elaborate into a deeper conversation, try and find um, some ways to maybe bring reserved people into a more vulnerable position to share information that they have. There's so often people we communicate with that we don't develop a deeper enough connection with and we don't try and understand these people deep enough, which um, can be at a disadvantage to us because there's so much knowledge that we can take away from every conversation and until we push past that real small talk or just that um, standard way of talking to people, um, we can't actually get into those results-based conversations. Yeah, I reckon that if you think about a lot of the sort of personal connections you have with people, think about how over time you've grown closer towards them and then you've started to learn a lot more, whether that's like a personal person that you know or whether that's maybe in a sporting setting, it could be a player or a coach over time you become closer to the person and sometimes you even start to think oh i didn't know that this person knew this or that or they did this they had that experience and it's not until you start to develop a relationship with someone that you start to open up doors and avenues for new learning and the way we do that is the communication we have with people so it's very important that when we're communicating with people we're trying to get to know people on a deeper level so we can open these doors up that perhaps you don't know exists or perhaps might take a lot longer to exist if you don't have this good communication. Yeah, and I think the great 
point that Cameron spoke about there was that think about someone you know and over time you've developed a relationship. I think the tools that we'll give today is almost, I don't want to say a fast track because we still want things to happen organically, but a more efficient way to deeper those connections quickly. Um, because once we get to that place of vulnerability and openness and, and meaningfulness in our conversations, um, we can quickly learn from each other and quickly implement new things. And if we can get to that place a little bit quicker, then I think it's more beneficial for us as individuals and then in a team envir- environment um, specifically as well. Yeah, it's kind of like a two-way street, isn't it? If you can start to think about these things are going to benefit the people around you, once you start to get to know them, they're also going to be able to help benefit you as well. And it all leads to this learning opportunity that it creates. If we are having these deeper connections, it's going to allow us to learn from each other, learn from experiences, perhaps learn from experience that you haven't had yet or that you might not ever have. So it's so important that we can learn from each other and grow from experiences and and maybe information that will come to you in time but if you do have good communication you can get that information a lot quicker a lot sooner well if you haven't guessed our second point it's learning now a few tips here that we're going to speak about when it comes to learning the number one is you want to be fast to listen and slow to speak so often we want to get our point across we want to try and connect with someone by saying yes yes i've done that as well and then we go into our story the best thing that we can do is sit back show some mindfulness which we spoke about last week and take in all the information that the person or the people that we're communicating with is bringing to us i think so often we're in such a rush to get our point in there so we feel a sense of belonging and connection but i think the real connection happens when we allow that person to communicate their point of view and they feel like they can be vulnerable and trustworthy with us because we're allowing them to speak into a deeper a deeper place yeah it's very good and Good advice I heard not too long ago, actually, is not to multitask in conversation. So what that means is there's two types. You're either talking or you're listening. If you're multitasking, you're trying to do both at the same time, you do it all the time. Think about someone's halfway through explaining something and you've already got an idea in your mind and you're going to say, not out loud, but in your mind, you're going to tell yourself, this is what I'm going to ask or this is where the conversation's going to go. And then you tune out of the listening And perhaps that person hadn't even got their point across yet. Mm. And then the question that you're going to ask has nothing to do with what's in their mind. And all of a sudden, that little bit of multitasking where you're distracted from the listening and you start doing the thinking that's going to lead to the talking is way off where you needed to be in that conversation. I like that. That's a great bit of advice. The other thing you want to think of is rather than replying with uh, your point of view, reply with a question. The more questions you ask, the more learning that's going to happen. It's also going to allow that person to continually go deeper into that conversation, which is what we want to create those deeper connections. Rather than try and find, firstly, that sort of common ground, oh, I've done that too, this is my experience, maybe ask them or you know, why or how or where, and that's a, a really good tool to implement as you're having a conversation. Yeah, I read the best book I've ever read, one of the very few books I've ever read. A quote in there said that often the questions you ask are just as, if not more important than the answers someone else gives. And that resonated with me because it made me straight away think of when I was in the under-19s program and we had Shane Watson down for one of the sessions and Shane Watson was my idol growing up, my favorite player, him and Mike Hussey. And I was a bit uh, starstruck having Shane Watson sort of in a one-on-one setting for 15 or 20 minutes. 
and I went to water. I didn't know how to communicate with him. I asked him questions that had nothing to do with where I wanted to ask him or to make myself a better cricketer. And because of those questions or lack of communication I had, Mm. I basically wasted a 15 or 20 minute session with Shane Watson. In hindsight, I could have asked so much more or so much better questions that could have been a win-win for me at that time. And looking back on it, yes, it was the best 15 minutes ever. But thinking about my learning opportunities, which we are here, the questions we ask are very important to dictate the answers that they're going to give and allow for us to grow and learn as well. Such a great point there and why holistic development is so important. A scenario where you were in camp to talk to someone communicate with someone like Shane Watson but you just lack the skills to be able to get the right questions to him to feed you back the information and yet people still think um, you know these things that can become irrelevant with performance and I think this is such a great why of why this podcast happens and why we speak about these things is because we want you guys in those situations to be able to get the most out of it for your performance uh, that's a great story the second or the third thing we want to speak about is cohesiveness and this is a really important part of communication because it allows everyone to come onto the same page. Yeah, this kind of takes our communication to a team setting, which cricket is. And cricket, as we've said a few times on this podcast, can be quite a tedious game as it's an individual performance, but in a team environment. So our communication with the people around us is ultimately what's going to either bring us together or perhaps push each other apart. So developing good communication or thinking about improving your communication at the moment is going to allow you to uh, create cohesiveness and togetherness, a couple of tough words there, with your teammates. Absolutely. And if we can communicate our common goal, that's where we can have our togetherness. We feel like we've all got our individual roles. We know uh, where we uh, sit in the system or in the process, and we can work towards that Um, after having that clear communication, that clear goal, and that's going to improve our work ethic too. If we know what our tasks are and that our task is super important to the whole team environment, that's when we can go away and implement with a good work ethic that role we need to execute because if I'm letting the team down in a certain area, it's going to be very clear that I'm letting the team down because we've had this clear communication um, where all moving towards a common goal and if everyone's playing their role and one person is it, it becomes very obvious where that person is sort of letting the team down. Yeah, the communication is often that link. How many times in a game of cricket or after a season of cricket perhaps might be even more obvious and you reflect on perhaps why things didn't go to plan and a lot of the things, perhaps it's oh, people didn't know the roles in the team, we didn't set goals, we didn't mm. move to all these things, the link between the answer and the process is the communication. So the communication, like we've just said, is so important to bring people together, get everyone on the same page, moving together towards a common goal. And then that way, everyone's filling their baskets with the roles and responsibilities that makes the team a better better team. <laughs> I think a real practical way to think about it is, I bet so often after a game of cricket or at some time in your career, you've come home and... You know, maybe you've thought, oh, I just didn't know my role in that situation. I batted six last week and now all of a sudden I was opening the batting or I bowl in this game or in this team and then I don't get a bowl in that team, but I'm batting up the order. So, so often without this clear communication from coach to players or captain to teammates, we actually don't know where we fit in this role. We actually don't know where we fit in this team. 
So if you have to be proactive and go and speak to your coach or your captain or your club or committee about this, I think it's a really important way because it just gives you clarity on how you're going to train, how you're going to implement your, your processes during the week because you're implementing it for that um, particular role. And I think um, sometimes we wait for other people to communicate that to us, but we can show some real practicality and get out there and put our front foot forward and say, well, I need you to tell me what am I doing in this team and, and how can I be better in that role? Awesome. So that sort of summarizes our why why we think communication is so important hopefully you're listening thinking yep you've convinced me i need to develop some communication skills what do i do next we're going to give you three tools that you can implement immediately in your communication to try and connect like we said connect better with people around you to allow more growth and development and more cohesiveness within a team environment yeah absolutely this is where you have now decided, yep, I need to work on my conversational skills. And instead of just going up and going, oh, I just think that um, we should maybe do X, Y, Z, you've now got a clear, you're, you're now about to get a clear picture on how to have those conversations and how to get the best out of them. So you and the person or people you've had the conversation with, you're walking away knowing that that was really practical. Awesome. So the first skill we're going to talk about is mirroring 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 there you go and matching so essentially what this is is trying to replicate the person you're talking to or the people you're talking to you're trying to replicate their tone their body language their energy their overall persona to the same level that they're giving you so if they're upbeat excited they've just perhaps achieved a goal you need to try and replicate the same level of excitement or perhaps they're willing to talk to you about something that's a bit deeper and meaningful and they're quite um, completely opposite to that. They're down, they're a little bit sad about something. Then again, you need to replicate the same uh, tone, body language, energy, like we said. So ultimately, you're on the same same level, same wavelength, and it's going to allow them to feel a lot more comfortable to talk to you about whatever it is they want to talk to you or allow you to ask questions that you want to ask to get more answers out of them yeah essentially mirroring mirroring and matching oh that was hard i've rattled you now (laughs) is just a deeper level of rapport so we're trying to create that rapport with the person or the people we're speaking to to allow those conversations to go deeper and into the direction we want them to go into so again you're going to be doing that um in a few different ways and we'll speak about a couple of other ways um, as we move forward but tone and body language and energy are the three key ones um, especially replying to the questions with those um, particular elements. You know, so if Cam was to explain something to me in a really excited way, I would be asking him a question to go deeper into that in a really exciting way as well. So like Cam said, we're on the same wavelength. We've got that connection that goes deeper than just the words that we're saying. Yeah, and on the flip side of that too, another tool is to be the mirror. So if you're starting a conversation... Think about your tone, your body language, your energy, and whether that matches the topic or whatever it is you want to talk about. If you go into a conversation and you want to talk to someone about something really serious, something within your role within the team, but you have body language, you go in there like you've just hit 100, the response from the other person, they're obviously going to subconsciously mirror you. And then the conversation perhaps going to go in a much different direction to what you thought or what you hoped going into that conversation. So sometimes you need to try and think about you being the mirror 
and going into conversations or starting conversations with the, uh, like we said, tone and body language that replicates the same thing that you want to talk about. Yeah, and I think this is a really important part of mindfulness as well. It's being aware of of how we need to be and how we need to communicate with a certain person. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you've had a situation before. You know, maybe you've had a bad day on the cricket field and your captain comes in with a bit of a blast. Um, you know, he's angry, team's frustrated. And it, for you particularly, you, you don't have that anger. You sort of have that more disappointment and upset and you can't really resonate with that sort of aggressive tone. I think if you can then implement your conversations to other people around how they might be feeling, have a look at their body language. Are they sort of you know, slouched down, maybe they've got their arms crossed, you know, maybe they're looking down towards the ground. If you're going to go in and blast them, that's probably not the best way to to form that deep connection. You want to sort of try and allow them to sympathize and feel like you guys are on the same wavelength, similar emotions. And if they can see that with your tone and body language, then you're on the right path to getting a deep conversation moving. Yeah, I reckon if you're doing or displaying, mirroring, matching different body language or tones or whatever it is it's going to put walls up Mm. if you're wanting to talk about something really excited but the other person's giving you donuts then you're probably not going to talk for very long or vice versa if you want to talk about something very serious and the other person just wants to have a laugh and muck around you're probably not going to have a very long conversation so i reckon it's something that's slightly underrated in our day-to-day conversation that might be able to be a big difference in perhaps getting more out of someone at some particular stage, whether that's more out of them for you to learn and grow, to ask questions, or perhaps it's more out of someone for allow them to learn and grow as well, or perhaps they've got something on their chest that they want to get off. You want to make sure that this uh, matching of their, like we keep saying, tone, body language, energy, replicates the same as the thoughts. Awesome. So once you've done that and you've started to establish a conversation and the connections becoming deeper, we want to be able to ask open-ended questions. And again, with that same tone of voice, body language and energy that the other person is giving us, you know, the when, the why, the how, the what, the where, all these questions to allow them to continue to go deeper into conversation, allowing us to learn and allowing us to get results from that conversation. Yeah, it's a classic example of this is if someone, you ask someone, how's your day going? And then they might, you know, say, yeah, it's going good. Instead of saying then from there, you don't want to answer the next question for them. You want to ask questions that encourages them to give you the answer. So instead of you saying, you know, oh, that's, you know, that's good. Or how good is it? Or why is it good? Or where are you going this afternoon to make it a good afternoon? Whatever these questions are, you want to try and make them tell you the answer rather than you assuming the feeling or the answer that they have in their mind yeah there's not too much to this one it's it's as simple as uh not so much thinking about yourself and how can i communicate what i'm feeling but how can i incentivize other people that i'm communicating with to go deeper into what they're talking about get to know someone or their situation on a deeper level awesome and then our last tool is compatibility so basically Big word meaning trying to get to know other people's interests and trying to align their interests with your interests so you have a common interest. Yeah, if you think about the people you're close with at the moment, more than likely you share a lot of common interests. You've got similar strengths, similar likes. You probably even have similar weaknesses. People often will come together over something they're not so good at. Uh, But the key here is to be able to find those things. And this is where all of our other tools that we've spoken about 
um, in mirroring and matching and also um, with asking open-ended questions will allow you to find these answers. What are the common interests that you guys have? Uh, what are the strengths that you share or the weaknesses and what are your likes and dislikes? Yeah, it just makes conversation so much easier when you're talking about something that you like to someone about something that they also like. You don't have to think too much. If you are if you really love cricket and you sit down with someone and you start to get to know them and they go, yeah, yeah I love cricket as well, that conversation's going to go a lot easier than if you're talking about something that you don't really like or you don't care about and the other person does or vice versa. You're talking about something that you're really interested in but the other person isn't interested in at all. Yeah, the great thing about this is you only really need to find one or two things that are common interests or strengths and likes and then things will genuinely flow from there. Once you get into a conversation with things that you like, you'll often find things in that conversation will come up that you'll grab and run with as well. So you won't always have to be trying to come up with, oh, do you like this or are you good at this? Things will just tend to flow really organically and naturally once you come and find one sort of common interest and and find that compatibility with um, the person or the group you're communicating with. Yeah, it's a good one when you're getting to know people. If you're meeting people, you're putting yourself outside your comfort zone to get to know people, try and find the common interest early is going to help make that conversation, like we said, go a lot smoother and a lot quicker. And if you're talking to people, perhaps it's someone you talk to every day, perhaps the common interest, it might not necessarily be an interest, it might be a thought or a feeling, or it might be an emotion that you go through. could be on the cricket field, if it's a teammate that you, that could be your closest teammate on the field. Perhaps the common interest is like a thought that you have during a game of cricket. Perhaps you're both thinking something when a certain bowler comes on or thinking something when you're fielding. Perhaps you both think that you can't, the belief's not there. That could be a common interest that you bond on and then you can help each other learn and grow from there. Yeah, awesome. I think compatibility in a team sense and we hear it so often is the teams that are the closest off the field are the ones that get the results on the field and I think this is where compatibility compatibility is so important that we try and find those interests with people in our team to create those relationships that when we're out on the field we have that trust we have that vulnerability we have that common goal and that purpose and that's where we can really see those results come individually but also in a team environment yeah awesome so that's a wrap for today's episode hopefully you've gained a greater understanding on what communication is and why it's so important and now you've got a couple of tools that you can go away with today this afternoon at training on the weekend when you're playing to allow communication to make you a better person and a better player common theme over the last few months on the my peak podcast has been holistic development Um, if you're starting to get a real passion and and a taste and an understanding of what we're trying to achieve here at my peak we have a holistic uh, foundations workshop day coming up in december where cam and i will be going through a few different presentations some team building activities and some practical ways to implement your holistic uh, development um, in your weekly routines um, and how you can become a better player um, because of it and a better person. If you're interested to be at that day or at that camp, please head over to our website. All of our details are on there, or you can head over to our Instagram page for some more information also. Awesome. Thanks for joining us on the My Peak podcast and catch you next week.